Hello, I am Will Schneider. And I'm Lindsay Smith. Welcome to American History Remix B-Sides. Lindsay, what is a B-Side? A B-Side is a song from the bottom side of a single back when songs were released on records. It was a song that was released to the public, but usually not included on the album. That's right. We are here to talk about the material we cut from our podcast, but was too important or just too fun to throw away. Today, we discuss Season 2, Episode 1, Creating the Government, our episode on the contentious and complex origins of the American government. Lindsay, what did you think about this episode? I thought that Creating the Government was a very dense episode, a lot of information, information that's usually shared in schools, but I like the way that we put it together, the way we compile it, because it it makes more sense to me, uh, someone who might struggle with political history like I do, they'll be able to follow the threads a little bit easier, I think, if they listen to the way that it's organized in our episode, to try to understand how the United States came from independence to an actual country. Yeah. One of the fun things in that episode for me was kind of where we we started and where we ended the story. Obviously, we didn't invent this subject. We're not reinventing, you know, the Constitution or covering something no one's talked about before. But most histories, when they cover this era, they kind of break up this material into different books or different chapters in a book or different, uh, especially in textbooks. So starting with kind of the end of the Revolutionary War and going up through kind of the election of Jefferson and judicial review and all of that, having that starting at an end point kind of gave a different shape to this material. And so I thought it was really fun to cover. And I feel like I came away from researching and writing this with a better understanding of what was happening. So hopefully our listeners did too. But yes, it was a very dense episode. And we cut material from every section of this episode to try and keep it condensed. Yeah, it could have been way longer, believe it or not. Of all the sections, we cut the most from the section on the critical period. Those were the years after the Revolutionary War, but before the ratification of the Constitution. That was when the nation was governed by the Articles of Confederation. If none of this sounds familiar, you should probably go listen to that episode and then come back. But really, in that section, what we were trying to do was show the instability and why the founders kind of came back together after the revolution to create a stronger federal government, why they came back and wrote the Constitution. However, we wanted to spend most of the time in the episode actually discussing kind of how the government formed through the Constitutional Convention and then constitutional interpretation and all of that. And so we left out some of the content from the critical period, specifically regarding international problems that the nation faced. Right. And the critical period was a time of instability. We discussed the chaos at the state level and most especially the inability of Congress to govern. Yes. And that instability and Congress's inability to govern actually impacted American foreign relations. It caused the reputation of the nation to decline in Europe. For example, Dutch and French banks would only lend money to the United States at a very high interest rate because they didn't really trust the United States government. And American ships were no longer protected by the British Navy because they were no longer part of the British Empire and were therefore vulnerable to piracy. 
And I didn't know this until we started researching the episode, but during this period, pirates from North Africa would capture American merchants on their way to Europe, and they would steal their goods and enslave their crews. They would actually ask Congress to pay a ransom to free these men, but since Congress was broke, like we talk about in the episode, they couldn't pay these pirates off, and so these Americans were enslaved by North African pirates. Uh, So right after winning independence from Great Britain, which was no slight foe, the Americans are struggling to stay afloat. What's it like for them at home? Yeah, so not only were Americans vulnerable overseas, they actually had a really hard time holding on to their own territory on the continent. So the United States and Great Britain made peace at the end of the war in 1783. On paper, the British gave up their claims east of the Mississippi River, and they were supposed to evacuate the military forts they had in kind of the modern Midwest, what they called the Northwest at the time. The Americans, for their part of the deal, were supposed to return the property of British loyalists who had their property confiscated during the war. Congress then recommended that the states return this property, but as we saw in that episode, the states would often just ignore Congress, and they did the same thing here. They didn't return that property, and so the British claimed the U.S. wasn't upholding its side of the deal, and then they therefore refused to evacuate their military posts in the Midwest and refused to send an ambassador to the nation. The British also were encouraging Native Americans to attack Americans in the region. Their efforts didn't amount to much at the time, but a few decades later, they do the same thing, and it's actually one of the causes of the War of 1812, but it actually began all the way back here in the critical period. Okay, so we get it. Britain didn't like the U.S. How were the other nations reacting to the baby United States, though? So Spain was pretty much doing the same thing that Britain was doing. Spain and France had both helped the United States in the war, and it's very, very unlikely we would have won the war without their support. But that was really more of a, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of situation. Spain wanted to hurt Great Britain, not necessarily help the United States. So the situation changed pretty quickly after the war ended. So Spain at the time controlled, or at least claimed, the Louisiana Territory, kind of the modern Midwest and the Great Plains. And they were active on the continent and refused to recognize American claims in the South. American settlers were moving into kind of these new territories of Kentucky and Tennessee, and Spain decided to bar Americans from access to the Mississippi River. So those settlers who wanted to ship their goods downriver or to New Orleans no longer had access. They kind of lost access to Atlantic trade. So that's really odd to me because I feel like Spain could have allied with Americans along the Mississippi and made a profit from letting them use the river. What was Spain's goal here? So essentially, Spain was trying to get Americans in those regions, in you know Tennessee and Kentucky, to leave the United States and try to join the Spanish Empire instead, since if they were part of Spain, they would then have access to the Mississippi River again and be able to sell their goods to merchants working in the Atlantic. And this plan actually almost worked. Americans in the region were desperate for access to the sea, and they were considering leaving the United States. 
1786, John Jay, who later became the first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, actually negotiated a treaty to try to resolve the issue. But the deal would have blocked Americans from access to the Mississippi for another 25 years. Yikes. And southern states rejected this deal and prevented it from being ratified. So this dispute wasn't actually resolved until 1795, when the United States finally again gained access to the river. And this is into George Washington's second term. And so this went on for a long time. And all this really shows is that Congress was kind of powerless. The states had all the power, and European empires knew this. And they tried to hurt the U.S. economically. They made it hard for the U.S. to borrow money. U.S. lost access to economic markets. Sailors were being captured and enslaved. And if you add all these kind of international problems to the internal problems we covered in the episode, you know, internal trade regulations, the instability at state governments, Shays Rebellion, and you can really see why the nation abandoned the Articles of Confederation and wrote and ratified the Constitution instead. It really all could have fallen apart at that point. It really could have. And it would have been really fun to include this material. I'm sad we cut it, but it would have made that section very long. Then we would have had to cut material from somewhere else in the episode to try to keep this at a manageable length. So we cut it here, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe this should have been another two-part episode. It probably could have been. But if anyone's wondering where we got this information, it came from The American Revolution, A History by Gordon Wood. It's the same book we recommended on our social channels. If you see those book recommendations, we have. So we're just out here, you know, regurgitating Gordon Wood. <laughs> Thank you, Will, for sharing that. And if you liked what you heard today or any other day, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also follow us on our socials. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Or reach out to us through our website, AmericanHistoryRemix.com. Thanks. Thanks.